Welcome to the Barbells and Bone Broth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kelsey Albers, and my co-host is Heather Hammond. Heather and I are both nutritional therapy practitioners and serial fitness enthusiasts. We are constantly diving into the new science and lost art of wellness. On this podcast, Heather and I will be digging deeper into relevant wellness topics. Each podcast season, we'll start with a big idea to unpack, and in the following episodes, we'll bring on expert guests, provide our own insight, and take questions from you, the listener, to drill down to the nitty gritty. We'll get real, we'll get uncomfortable, we'll have fun and learn something new along the way. As a reminder, nothing shared on the Barbells and Bone Broth podcast should be taken as professional medical advice. If you hear something that interests you, please work with your trusted healthcare practitioner before making any changes. And now, on with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Barbells and Bone Broth Podcast. I'm Kelsey. Here's Heather. Heather, what's going on? Hey, everybody. How are you, Kelsey? I'm good. We're just rolling with it. It's after Thanksgiving. We are rolling hard and fast into the winter or the December holidays. It is like the sleigh ride to Christmas. Yeah, it's going to be a bumpy one, I think. And this time passes so quickly, but yet there's so much in it, in it, in those, um, just looking at the weekends until Christmas. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like there's still three solid weekends, but they're busy ones. So super fun. I do miss last year when nobody was doing anything and we could just kind of hibernate in for the holidays and not have to be busy. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Do you have a lot of parties, social family things to go to? No, uh, no. Well, some like more than last year. So we had that, like my son's in scouts. So we have like things for that. And, um, like there's just like, there's little things here and there, but it just feels like so much busier than it was last year. Like my nieces and nephews have their Christmas programs back on and like these, all these things that like are on our calendar. And I don't know that we'll make it to every single one of them, but it is, um, it's they're there. So, right. I was going to say all those little things that were canceled that Mm -hmm. maybe don't seem like such a big deal. Like, Oh, one, one kid concert here, one kid concert there, but put that in with family or maybe a work function. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, four nights a week, you have some sort of, um, holiday party. Right. Yeah. It's like, we've got one, we've got a couple holiday parties that we're invited to. I'm not sure if we're going to go. We've got symphony tickets that, for a Muppet Christmas Carol because we're like 12, but, um, yeah. So I think we're that sounds that. so much fun. <laughs> yeah. But it's like all these little things that are coming back. And last year it was none of that. And like, I don't know. I just felt so refreshed going into the holidays. And now I'm just like, Oh, how are we going to, because we are, we are like the type of family where even if like, if we're busy three nights a week, I'm like, Oh, like we're so busy. And I know that some families would be like three nights a week would be great. But, um, it's so funny that you said that because I, when I heard three, I'm like, that's it. That's too, too many. Yeah, too, too, <laughs> right. Exactly. That what about too, too many? Are you, you good. Have lots of stuff back on the calendar? Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of parties. And what I am finding more is that just more small things. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's mm-hmm. like what you're saying. Let's go do this or let's go do this mm-hmm. or let's see all this Christmas stuff, which is, I love it. But last year it was easy to stay home and just kind mm-hmm. of chill out. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrestle with myself a little bit about that because I think about 
you know, am I missing out by just being comfortable at home or is it just okay? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's rhetorical. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, and it's just, it it is my goal to not let us become busy and overscheduled. And I just think the holidays are a season where that is a constant battle because everybody wants FaceTime and everybody like we just got back from traveling for a week. And I mean, I'm just exhausted. So we're rolling into this season already tired. So that probably doesn't help my mindset with all of it either. No. And no one wants to say no to anyone during this time, because also it's people that you don't see all the time. So it Mm -hmm. is harder. And then it also brings us to the fact of all of the sleeping food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of the food that is at every function, mm-hmm. which is our topic so, today. So by the way, we're on season three, episode two, and we're going to be talking about diet culture and the holidays and how they intersect to just create, um, a very guilt ridden, um, obsessive food experience for a lot of us. Absolutely. I've been thinking about it and we'll get into this. I just think there's so many different things at play. Mm-hmm. There's so many different angles of diet culture in this that mm-hmm. it's like, how do we even start to unpack? Mm-hmm. I mean, we could, why don't we start with talking about the January 1st? Mm-hmm. The Janu- you yeah. know, it's just sort of, how did we get to a place? Because I really think that so many of us are there. Mm-hmm. How do we get to a place that by the middle of November, we literally have already decided that we're not going to worry about anything in regards to nutrition or health mm-hmm. until January 1st. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, on January 1st, we are going to do a complete 180. Mm-hmm. We are going to get rid of everything, put mm-hmm. everything in that's amazing. And we're going to literally change our entire life overnight. And it's going to be easy because it's January 1st. Yes, because it's January 1st. And who like it's going to stick this time, right? Like this time, this time is the last time that I'm going to make this resolution because I'm going to do it for good. I have to tell you that every time the dog, let's say gets scared because this alarm goes off or every time the dog sees me and it's like, she's never seen me before. And I think what an idiot. That's exactly (laughs) what I do when it comes to, (laughs) when it comes to what I'm going to do with, uh, you know, January 1st or whatever arbitrary day, but the uh-huh. January one is just like everyone's day. Mm-hmm. Right. A- and that's why there's a lot of people making a lot of money off of that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, here's the thing. If you want to be healthy, you don't have to wait until January 1st. Right. And it also doesn't mean that you have to give up everything, but it, it becomes this free for all. Mm-hmm. And I would say from my own experience in previous years, I wouldn't even feel good. I wouldn't even be enjoying it anymore. But once you start, you just can't stop. You can't stop. Right. Well, and I think I was thinking about the uh, like holidays, January 1st mindset. And with diet culture, there is a oftentimes a binge purge mindset, right? Where we um, overdo it, overdo it, overdo it. And then one way or another, we purge and we make up for it. And, and that might be literally purging food, but a lot of times it is also going to the gym. It is also um, super restriction. It is, it is um, detoxes. It is like, it is all of these like fad things that we do and push and push um, to purge the sins of our choices. Well, because think about it. It's sort of, um, 
if you think about Mardi Gras, <laughs> it's the, you know, the feast before the famine. Mm -hmm. And this is the same idea. Mm -hmm. And, but none of us talk about January 1st being just changing some lifestyle things. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm going to fast. I'm going to do two hours of cardio a day. I'm mm -hmm. going to give up everything. I'm going to buy some cleanse, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. It's just so ingrained in us that it's, you know, cookies, cakes, and whatever we want for mm -hmm. whatever that might be. Um, because that's also how we, we love each other and we show affection and all of this. And then come January 1st, it's just like, it's over. Mm -hmm. And I just think about all the products people are buying and the waist trainers yeah. and the gym memberships right. and I'm all for it. The gym memberships that is right. But it, it's, it's not that it's for us. The gym memberships aren't because people are like thinking about how they want to want to feel good. It's they want to make up for the damage done. Mm -hmm. And it's just not a reciprocal relationship. Mm -hmm. You cannot get on a treadmill for the amount of time and calories that 10 Oreos or whatever, it, it just mm -hmm. doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. But I think that we spend a lot of time equating it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, when I look at this time um, and look at it in through the lens of diet culture. Um, so diet culture tells us that, you know, we need to be smaller, sexier, thinner, all this stuff all the time. And we're told that we will be happier, but we rarely are. So when we marry this with a time of indulgence, they are at odds. Um, and if we go into the holidays and we indulge, then we are ashamed. And if we don't indulge, then we obsess over it. So it's, it, I look at this from the perspective of, I and I think we'll move on to solutions here um, at some point, but there is a, um, if we're li if we're making these choices, if we're making dietary choices and making the choice to move our body, um, because we are centered on internal well-being and emphasizing our happiness, then that does not coexist with diet culture. They are at odds with each other. So if we are going into the holidays with this mindset of internal well-being and us being happy, then we are able to sort of move past that diet culture influence. At least that's, that's what I've been sort of marinating over. I think that makes sense because diet culture is steeped in not enough and shame. Mm -hmm. And if we're not approaching it that way from the beginning, then it, we're, we're not so susceptible mm -hmm. to fall into that. Right. And I think that when we're doing things intrinsically for ourselves, mm -hmm. those sort of outside influences and those little, the, the voices speaking to us from outside really just aren't as loud. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that's what you're getting at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You put it, you put it very well. And it, yeah, you sort of create this, like, it's like this Teflon armor against those voices that they come at us, but it just kind of slips and slides off. I think that when our intrinsic voice of self-worth and of just truly caring about ourselves, and that really goes back to our self-care season, mm -hmm because it's not just about feeling good. It's about caring about yourself and truly wanting the best for yourself mm -hmm. and doing what that, whatever that means. And when you're doing that diet culture, I really quiets down, mm -hmm. but 
I think that's where the trap is because at the same time, everyone's saying, indulge, indulge, have fun. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Worry about it on January 1st. Mm -hmm. So it's a real dichotomy. Like it's just what you said that they're at odds. Right. So we have to think about, so what do we do where we don't feel like we're in such a cycle of deprivation that it would, that would, that it might bring the binge cycle back. Mm-hmm. But how do we also treat ourselves well so that we feel good and we're not so immersed in the not good enough? And mm-hmm. the, if I was just 10 pounds uh, lighter, I would just be happier or my life would be made. Mm-hmm. So how do we get past that? Well, go see a therapist. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't think you would have an answer. But... I, I, right. Like I joke, but like this, this diet culture situation is it's in us, right? Like this is something, I think the first part is accepting that diet culture is a part of us. And if we've listened, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably been heavily influenced by diet culture. That's why you're in, you're interested in, and nutrition and wellness. Like that's, um, you know, that's a byproduct of that. Um, I think the, well, okay. So let's go ahead and move into like like planning for the holidays and how we come out of it sort of unscathed. And I think the first thing to do is ask, like, who are you? Are you a moderator? Are you an abstainer? Are you a food addict? Like those are the three categories that you need to put yourself in. And you can only put yourself in one of them. And you have to be very honest with yourself about where you're at. You can't be an abstainer most of the year and then decide in December that you're a moderator. You know, that's, that's not going to work. I've tried that. (laughs) You're right. Like every other week, I'm like, man, I'm a moderator. That's going to work for me today. Um, Again, I'm like that dog. Every time I'll just have two. <laughs> right. But if you are truly a moderator, it's probably important that you indulge. Like if you are not indulging, you're going to be, um, it's going to be harder for you. Right. So, so you are the people that should be um, allowing yourself to enjoy the holiday season. Yeah. And it's, not everyone can. And I think that that's the conversation that really isn't talked about. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about if you just have a little of something, you'll feel satisfied and that's mm-hmm. better than depriving yourself. And that does work for moderators. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, but no one's talking about the people who aren't like that mm-hmm. and sort of the destruction mm-hmm. that the going into anything with that mindset when it really doesn't work for you mm-hmm. can cause. And I actually think while not everyone is a food addict, a lot more people are not moderators are, are, are not moderators mm-hmm. and than they think. Right. Everyone, I mean everyone wants to be. I mm-hmm. wish I was. <sighs> but if you're not a moderator listener right now, you're not going to be next month either. Right. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Or once Heather and I figure out how to turn into a moderator, we will let you know because we will let you know copyright, trademark, (laughs) patent. And we will be billionaires like overnight if we can figure that out. It's just, so there is a lot of damaging advice out there about Mm -hmm. enjoying. Mm -hmm. And there are people like me, like you, where it's actually the kinder, gentler thing to do to ourselves, just not to start, Mm -hmm. you know, so everyone is going to be different. But like you said, it's really taking time to really 
be honest with yourself and take some true personal inventory because you know mm. yourself best right? and see where do you fall in that? Because <clears throat> if we can know where we land, then we can tackle diet culture more under coming it from an understanding as opposed to just coming from it from, I don't know, commercials, TV shows, or right. the internet. Right. Right. So if you are an abstainer or a food addict, like what, like, Okay. So let's, let's break these apart, right? Let's break apart abstainer and food addict. So we are both, um, food addicts, but I lived a lot of my life as like, Hey, I'm just an abstainer before I realized it wasn't just abstaining. It was a food addiction, but as an abstainer, like, what do you think the strategy is for the holidays? I think it's probably unrealistic for people who are not food addicts to say that they're not going to touch anything. Mm -hmm. But I would say for an abstainer, go into it with a plan and maybe also accept that if you do eat those foods, you may overeat them. Right. Quite honestly. Right. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. But it's also, it's kind of getting to a point, I believe, where you have to weigh how much you want the food and how much you want your goals. If you have some sort of aesthetic goal or health goal, Mm -hmm. what you're, you have to really think about it and make a conscious choice, Mm -hmm. but abstainers are going to have a harder time shutting off. Right. Once they start. Right. So my advice to abstainers is always do not bring the trigger foods and do not bring them home. Like keep them at wherever you're at. Right. Um, That's a good, it's good. Right. Um, it's the thing with an abstainer. So my advice is usually like fill up on nutrient dense foods first, and then allow yourself to, to enjoy whatever you need to enjoy. Um, but the problem with abstainers is that a lot of times it doesn't matter how full, and this is food addicts, uh, food addicts as well. Um, no matter how full we are, we will like, like once that, like red or that green light goes for this food, then we obsess over it. So abstainers, um, not just don't bring it home with you, but after you have been, um, eating these foods, these trigger foods for you. Um, and then you've decided that's it, right. I'm leaving this party, this holiday's over. I'm done with this. Like you have to be on high alert for the next seven to 10 days while your body physically detoxes from those foods. And I think that's also the time where it is super important not to fall into that trap of 1200 calories a day mm-hmm. or really doing something drastic like that, because you need the nutrients, you need mm-hmm. calories and you need everything to balance back out so that you don't, mm-hmm. it, it will make the the withdrawal essentially, you know, getting it all out of your system easier. Right. Hydrate, right. Like make sure that you're well hydrated. Um, eat like, don't like, yeah, that like, if I am so, so if I've come off of maybe like a weekend, like prior, really prior to abstaining from trigger foods, but even not like, even if I'm coming off of a weekend where maybe I had, um, some grains or not necessarily trigger foods per se, but foods that could be like a slippery slope for me. Um, I don't, I never count macros the following day. I just focus on eating until I'm full. So usually that's eating more, um, mm-hmm. because these, um, like, like carb triggers have been turned on. Um, and, but eating until I'm full and not restricting that day at all. So it, so using that to make sure that you're full and nourished versus under eating, um, that sort of purging, um, 
and then like slipping into binge eating because you're hungry. I completely agree with that. And that's where that just the idea of eating three full plates of food, you don't have to weigh and measure anything, even for a few days, if you're feeling really out of, or however long, maybe never. But if you're feeling really out of sorts, it's just if you eat three meals a day, try to limit the snacks, but big meals that are full Mm -hmm. of protein, and some healthy carbs with fats, you're going to feel good. Right, right. So, and when you're nourished like that, it's just, it does shut off the cravings a bit. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So for, for food addicts though, like, (laughs) like this is where you got to practice abstinence. So we, we both went through that. Well, you went through it before I did, but when I went through the food addiction program, um, my, my first one, it was over Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. I know that was bold. You started I did literally like the week before Thanksgiving or something, didn't you? Yes. And, but it was good because I had this resolve, right? Like I went into it being very motivated to make this work this time, right? I think it's actually the perfect time when you're serious. Trial by fire, right? Yeah. So, um, and then I came out of it and I'm like, oh, I can do this. Like I can abstain from um, Christmas cookies. I can abstain from, you know, insert whatever, like delicious thing that, that we have to have. Um, and it's doable. The problem is, and I've, I've been marinating over this, um, ever since like this year, because again, we're, we're going and we're seeing people that we haven't seen and, you know, family stressful. And to be totally honest, a lot of times I would end up binging on food because it was like numbing the family interactions that I had to have. So, um, I'm like, man, how is it going to be different this year when I'm tired of listening to someone? And all I want to do is go shove a cookie in my face because I just, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm just emotionally over it. You know? I mean, that's where the challenge is going to lie. It's hard enough to do that on a normal day, but when you really have to say, okay, I have to sit in these feelings Mm -hmm. because the food will numb you out. It really will. I mean, it will absolutely, you know, the endorphin hit, all of that. It just takes some of the, it it almost takes us out of our current reality a bit. Mm -hmm. Right. And when that ceases to be there, it's just like when people start, stop drinking alcohol, Mm -hmm. right. You kind of don't have uh, any of your safety blankets anymore. Mm -hmm. So it just, that's where the, the practice of abstinence has to come in because you just have to have built up that defense. Right. Because it's, it, it's hard. And it's also, that's preparation. Mm-hmm. When you know that you really have to avoid certain foods or we can only eat certain things because we don't want to trigger ourselves, you have to come in prepared, know right. what people are serving, right. bring your own. I mean, there is a lot to it. Yep. Don't like, I go to parties, um, already eat, like I'll already have a good protein fat based meal, right. Go in hydrated, go in, in a good spot. And again, like you, this is like, we're talking about like food addicts. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh my gosh, you're just telling me what diet culture is telling me to do. Like, no, the, the point is here is that, um, that like you and I are in, in food addiction recovery and we will be forever. Um, but this is focused on internal well-being and emphasizing our happiness and understanding 
how food triggers binges and spirals. So again, who are you moderator, abstainer, food addict, figure out who you are and get with the plan on that. And there has to be a plan. Right. And it's, it's cliche. And I literally say it all the time, but if you fail to plan, you plan to fail Mm -hmm. because if you don't go in with a plan, you've pretty much already set yourself up for either a binge or just a free for all. Let's be honest. If we, if we haven't really thought about it or we say, Oh, whatever, I'll handle it when I get there. No, that pretty much means we're not going to. Mm -hmm. Right. So what's your, so what's your um, food abstinence plan for the holidays? Just stick with it. Anything that you've gleaned over the last couple of weeks with Thanksgiving? What I can tell you is because for me, I, I just, I have to protect this well-being that I'm cultivating by mm-hmm. not engage, you know, not having these foods. I have to just protect it at all costs. Like I will say the best way to describe it for people to understand who maybe aren't suffering from food addiction is. I am an alcoholic with the food. Mm -hmm. So if I have those Christmas cookies, it might be fine Mm -hmm. or it might be 40. Mm -hmm. And I really don't want to take the chance. So what that's going to look like for me is a lot of no, thank you. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Packing my own food or just becoming having a lot of conversations about what's being served. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and it's okay. It's okay. Everyone's supportive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people worry about people won't be supportive or question you. Number one, they might. Mm-hmm. So what? For the most part, people are more concerned about themselves than anybody else. Well, what and- I found is people are usually questioning you because you are making them feel self-conscious. Like if you are making the choice to not um, binge you and they are, then. Well, it's like, have you ever been out and said you didn't want to drink and the amount of people that will be like, why not? Just one. Why not? Why not? And that's really not about the person not drinking. Mm -hmm. It's about that person. Right. And it's the same with food. And at the end of the day, if people can't be supportive, then good to know. But people really are for the most part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there has to be. So I guess what I'm saying, long story short, is I will not be eating special foods. I will be eating the good food that I eat every day. Right. Right. What are you thinking it's going to look like for you? Same thing. Um, well, I don't like you, you're on a different program than I am right now. So I probably won't pack my own food. Like for me, like, but I will, I always bring stuff that I know is on plan. So, um, I will bring stuff or again, have snacks in the car on the way, have a meal in the car, make sure I'm well hydrated. Like those, those sort of things, like these guardrails that just keep it on, on the straight and narrow. And the other, the other thing I'll say too, about my specific plan right now. So, um, I am a big fan of cyclical eating and cyclical training, right? So right now I'm in more of a, like a bulking phase. Um, so I've added more carbs, um, into my meals And I usually do that in the winter because, um, I don't know, bulky sweaters, right? Like that's, (laughs) that's how that goes. But, um, I usually end up carrying on extra water weight, um, whenever I eat more carbs. So it works better for my mindset if I do that in the winter. So the nice thing is, is the additional allowance of carbs, um, 
makes navigating the holidays a little bit easier. Like it's not that Mm -hmm. I'm having Christmas cookies, but if I'm out somewhere with, and they've got, you know, mashed potatoes or baked potatoes or something like that. um, That's something that is on plan for me and makes a yes and makes things or figuring out what to eat easier. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, let me also say the caveat. I'm hoping that I don't have to pack (laughs) food for everywhere I go, but I do have to have a conversation around what it's going to look like. And like you said, maybe I don't have to bring everything, but maybe I would bring a big salad because no one makes a salad (laughs) at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, maybe maybe it'll look like that. I'm hoping it doesn't look like Tupperware, to be perfectly honest with you. Right, right. Just because who wants to do that? Right but we do if we must. Well, and that's, again, like I know, like it's, I, it's always through this lens of food addiction, right? Like I, like it's, it's hard and it is, it makes it look like it is on from the outside, um, that it is aligning with diet culture and it is not. See, yeah, there, there is a really, um, it's not even a fine line, but it gets cloudy mm-hmm. that it looks like more deprivation mm-hmm. in terms of, or for the greater good of a diet. Right. But when eating spirals you into problems, mm-hmm. it no longer is simply about an aesthetic right? or about a pant size. Mm-hmm. It's about a little bit more like sanity. Right. So that's, that's why we go back to what we said before, where you really have to know yourself, mm-hmm. know if you can moderate, if you have a problem with food, what your goals are, what you're mm-hmm. looking for. Right. Some people really don't care that they gain five pounds at Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Right. And, and, and for those people, I think they're, they're the luckiest people good right. on. Right. And then they just go back to whatever they're doing in January and it's gone. Mm-hmm. But for so many people who then agonize about it mm-hmm. or their self-worth takes a hit mm-hmm. or they need to punish themselves in some way, that's where we're saying, hey, take a take a step back. Right. Right. Um, the what you said earlier reminded me of the phrase there's there's freedom and restriction. Right. So this freedom of not being tied to the food, right? Not being tied, your, your mood, your outcome, your self-worth, your everything being tied to, to that binge, um, the restriction of not even, not even going down that path that there's freedom. So, um, I think that's really important to point out. And if, if you're in that camp, if you're thinking like, no, I'm definitely an abstainer, maybe a food addict, or yes, I'm a food addict. And I'm just struggling to come to terms with how I can abstain. Um, I think it's important to, again, work on that acceptance. Like you are a, an abstainer, you are a food addict. This means that your choices will have to look different. So you don't continue in a cycle of shame. And it's like, we, we want people to remember too, you know, you're a lot of things beyond a food addict, right? You know, people have jobs and relationships and families and all these things. It's it, the labels sometimes have a stigma that mm-hmm. people are a little, like they recoil from a little bit, but it's just one piece, but mm-hmm. it's a piece that's important to recognize. Mm-hmm. And until the, un, look, it took a long time to accept it for me, even though I clearly knew for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it, it does take time, but when you can finally accept it and just say, 
I don't really have control over this. I need to figure out something different. That's when it opens up. Mm -hmm. But until then, it's sort of fighting. It's like um, Sisyphus with the rock, just pushing the rock up the hill, and then it's always falling Mm -hmm. back down. Right. So I think I use that analogy every week. (laughs) (laughs) But um, people, it's really, this is where things like, not to sound again, but you know, self-care, but journaling, meditation, Mm -hmm. taking some quiet time, going for a walk without your phone, Mm -hmm. things like that to really just have a little quiet time with yourself to think about the reality of what's going on. Mm -hmm. I agree. Ooh, and one more thought too, because this is, um, I've been told a lot of times in my life that I have a lot of willpower and Mm. that is, a joke to me. I laugh because I don't have willpower, right? <laughs> but I have the power to abstain, right? Whenever I start to eat something, I can't stop myself. So rather than knowing that that slope is going, I'm going to fall down that slope. It's just don't even start. <laughs> well, I look at it like eating one cookie sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. I would rather not have any mm-hmm. because one is never going to cut it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like what you said. And I have no willpower. I mean, yeah, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Willpower. Please. Yeah. Right. But I have the knowledge to understand that I have to, to work to not start. Mm-hmm. And look, nothing's perfect. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. This is everyone is doing the best they can but you just have to come to that understanding for yourself of wherever you fall. And it's a big continuum. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is a food addict. Like, we do not want to preach that every single person who right. maybe even struggles with food is a food addict, but at the same time, a lot of people are, mm-hmm. and they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. So it's just, if, and as you said, if you're here listening to this podcast, you're here for a reason of mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. So it's something to think about abstainer, mm-hmm. moderator, addict who knows mm-hmm. yeah yeah well i feel like that uh i've gotten everything across that i want to chat about was there anything else that you wanted to bring up with this topic no i think that's it i i mean it's just what i keep saying we know ourselves mm-hmm. we just go against it so much mm-hmm. like yes. i know that i if i start these foods it's not going to stop so if someone knows that Let's actually unpack unpack that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the holidays can be about so much more than just sitting and vegging out with food. Mm-hmm. And and it's about really being present in whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. Man, and 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 that is like when you remove food from the center of a relationship. Sometimes, like I kind of alluded to this, sometimes the relationship crumbles because that was what, or maybe it doesn't crumble, but it needs, the relationship needs to be readjusted a little bit, because if that isn't there, then it looks different for everybody. And as human beings, we are so attached to nostalgia, right? Like, like our tradition is to um, drink hot chocolate with, with marshmallows and eat cookies and watch Christmas movies. And if you remove one leg of that stool it's like what what is going on well and it's just so amazing when it comes to anything like that how 
we immediately take it back to ourselves. Mm -hmm. If someone else isn't having the cookies with us, then we almost get on a, on the defensive mm -hmm. and it, and it really does start to rip the rug out from underneath everything. But at the same time, people get over it and people mm -hmm. understand and people want the, you know, people that we want in our lives want the best for us right. just as we do for them. Right. So at some point, you know, instead of the hot chocolate and the cookies, it's okay to sit down with your tea and something else right? because you're still there. And that might be something to remind the other folks of too. I'm still right. here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, I, we just want everyone to have a healthy and a happy holiday season that is not overtaken just with the idea of your body or your size or what you ate, right. because everyone is just so much more than that. Yes. That is a, that's a great note to end on, I think. Okay, so happy holidays, everyone. And we will be back next week with yeah. more on diet culture. Diet culture. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you liked what you heard, be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. I know it's standard for every podcaster to say that but a positive review and subscribing will help us become more visible on podcasting platforms. And be sure you follow Heather and I on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Kelsey Albers and Heather is at Heather underscore Hammond underscore. To learn more about working with Heather, visit her website, heatherhammondwellness.com. And to learn more about working with me, Kelsey, visit my website, ignitenourishthrive.com. We're so excited to chat again soon. Until next time.